Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today. It has been 115 days since NBA action has been here. So why delay it any further? The NBA is back. Well, preseason at least. And we kick it off in Abu Dhabi where the Dallas Mavericks square off against the Minnesota Timberwolves. No Anthony Edwards in this one. He had a sprained ankle, but the stars were out. Carl Anthony Towns, he gets things started hot from three. Once again, Carl Anthony Towns going to work here a few possessions later over rookie Derek Lively on this one. And then later in the first, the Mavs down big here. Luka Doncic gets past Conley and gets it to go. Still in the first. This was all Timberwolves, particularly early on here. Goes up strong. Carl Anthony Towns once again. And then going ahead here to the end of the first quarter. Luka Doncic, he's still got some Luka magic left even across the world. Let's get one more look at that. Ooh! Nice high off the glass. Luca doing Luca things. And then going ahead to the second quarter here, Kyrie Irving going to work elevates. This is the duo that couldn't quite get going last year. Now, potentially, that they have an entire season together. Can we see Luca and Kyrie do magical things? Well, Carl Anthony Towns says, for now, I got this. He finishes the game with 20 points in this one. Under seven minutes to go left in the quarter. Irving splits the defenders. Grant Williams for three. Irving finished with two points and two assists in this one. One more look at that from the newest member of the Dallas Mavericks. And then Luka Doncic, ooh, elevates, finds Derek Lively for the lob and the jam. Doncic finishes with 25 points. The Mavericks, they lose 111 to 99. Welcome into NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews alongside Chenea Gumake, Brian Windhorst, and Kendrick Perkins. We're going to get back to the international preseason play in just a minute, but we're going to start our show with breaking news from Ramona Shelburne, and it has something to do with the international stage as well, my friends, because Joel Embiid has committed to play for Team USA in the 2024 Olympics. He informed Grant Hill of his decision that he was going to play earlier today. Remember, this was a point of discussion because Joel Embiid had the citizenship to also play for France as well. We weren't sure where he would decide to play, but ultimately, again, he has made the decision to play for Team USA. And Brian Windhorst, you spent more time than anyone with Team USA. You spent much of your summer in Manila. How much of an impact is this going to have, do you think? Well, it's huge for two reasons. Number one, the Americans don't have terrific options at center. You just look down the list of the great centers in the league. Most of them are foreign-born, including uh, most of them European. And so to be able to get the MVP who also plays center is huge. And frankly, even if Joel Embiid isn't able to play for the Americans, uh, he's been injured at the end of the last few seasons, 
Keeping him away from France is enormous because the French are the hosts next year. They were against the Americans in the gold medal game in Tokyo. They're a major contender. And if Joel Embiid is not going to play for the Americans, the last thing you wanted to do was face him and Victor Wembanyama uh, in, against France. So this is a huge priority for Grant Hill and Team USA. Um, from what I'm told, Grant actually met with Joel a year ago. Uh, he became a U.S. citizen in the middle of uh, 2022. Grant flew to Philadelphia and met with him, uh, really trying to do a recruitment over the last 12 months to get this commitment that he got today. Yeah, this commitment really helps improve the USA's depth at the center position. And one thing that I do like is offensively, each one of the guys potentially suiting up for Team USA, whether that is Bam Adebayo, whether that is Anthony Davis and now Joel Embiid, they have different offensive skill sets and strengths. But defensively, which they will need to bring that if we learned anything from the summer, defense is what will carry this team over, especially when you're trying to build chemistry last minute. Defensively, these guys are all very quality guys. And that starts with Joel. Embiid. We all know how ferocious he is at the rim. And so for him to be able to make this commitment, offensively we love the versatility, but defensively I think that's what's going to carry this group through. And guess what? <laughs> With this breaking news, damn it, you got to have a word of the day and I got one. Uh -oh. Emphatic. And listen, I understand y'all may use it in y'all everyday uh, vocabulary, but I don't. This is a big word for me. Emphatic, okay? <laughs> Tending to express <laughs> oneself in a forceful speech or to take decisive action. Now, look, this is exactly what Joel and B did. Like, we heard about the phone calls that LeBron made and the conversations that were had, you know, about a month ago or a couple weeks ago. Joel and B was saying, nah, I ain't doing all that phone talking. I'm going to come stand on the front line and I'm going to commit the commitment. And he know that we're lacking size when it comes down to representing the country. And we're talking about one of the most skilled centers to ever play the game of basketball. Now, do Team USA need his offense? Probably not. But the thing that's underrated about Joel Embiid is his rim protection and his ability to anchor a defense and be able to bang with the likes of Giannis and big Jonas Valanciunas. I, you know what, hats off to my boy Joel Embiid, the MVP. That's the way to stand tall, stand on the front line. Well, it's particularly emphatic when you look at the number of players that we have seen over the last couple of days, yeah. star players say, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to raise my hand for the 2024 Paris Olympics. It's giving me major Avengers Assemble vibes here. Take a listen. No, I do have a lot of interest in playing in Paris, um, obviously. Um, you know, it's a lot to be to be had, you know, here with the Lakers, obviously, in this season. But um, got a lot of interest on, on playing in Paris. Definitely, if all things stay the same, I want to be, you know, playing. It's the one thing I haven't done. And I also understand, you know, uh, the opportunity for Team USA to kind of reassert yourselves as the dominant in the world. Would you be interested in, in being on the U.S. team if they ask you? I will play in the Olympics next year. I will play in the Olympics next year. This feels like the beginning of a superhero movie, particularly when you look at this superstar-studded lineup. LeBron James at the top, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid. These are the star players that we are accustomed to seeing in a Team USA uniform. 
I don't want to relegate the A, B, C team discussion that we've had. Who is the best in the world? Who owns the title to who is the best team in the world? Is it Germany? Is it Team USA? But let's just settle this here and now, Brian. Seeing the potential roster for Team USA in the 2024 Paris Olympics, is it over? Should we just go home now? Is Team USA the clear-cut favorites? No, they will not be. They will be a favorite. But our advantage in world basketball has pretty much been eliminated. Um, also, a commitment in October doesn't mean that you're going to be able to play in next July. And that's not that any of these guys are going to back out. I just know that guys are banged up. A number of these players are older. Joel Embiid and LeBron James couldn't have played if the Olympics were this summer because they were banged up. And so I'm going to tell you something. Anybody who thinks that um, the Americans don't need to take naturalized players, I got news for you. The Americans barely won in 2021, and that was with a great team and Kevin Durant playing awesome. We have lost six times in the last three major international competitions. That's not because we weren't focused. That's because the other teams are good. They are going to need every single bit of talent they have because they are still going to be out of position on chemistry together. This is absolutely not over. I don't care who says they're going to play. As someone who has played overseas, the international game is very different than the game we see played in the NBA. And I think Brian highlighted this over the course of the summer, the way that the game, the pace, the way it's officiated, even the offensive and defensive schemes, the way you're comfortable playing in the U.S. is very different than you have to sort of adjust to playing internationally. So I agree, there are no such things as favorites. Now, obviously, if you count the talent, you have expectations, but favorites, you have to put into effect the chemistry. You have to put into effect the strategy and also the growth of talent that is just permeating the world right now. So, yes, on paper, the talent should be able to bring you a gold. But the reality is the game has really caught up to the rest of the league. <laughs> caught up to who? <laughs> caught up to who? Listen, let me, let me explain something to you and Wendy. If, you if you're telling me that next this next summer – I'm going to be able to watch Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum. Just those five alone. They are the favorites. And then you can fill in the blanks with the rest of the bench. Look, the only problem that we have is when we lose games is when we don't send our best. But if all those guys are committed like they say they are and want to play and are going to play and they show up, then damn it, they're going to be the favorites by a landslide in my opinion. There's no other way around it. Telling you, Perk, Perk, the With Serbians finished second. They finished second in this in this World Cup, and they didn't have Jokic. And I could make a case for several other teams. I'm telling you, it's not 2028, it's not 2008 anymore. Forget about 92. It's not even 2016 anymore. We're going to have to work every single angle we have, and our margin of error is still going to be tight. I'm telling you, I've sat there and watched it. <laughs> With all due respect, it seems like the United States, one of the biggest foes is going to be health. If they can be healthy, I think it is they are the favorites. But is it by a smidge? Yes, because it used to be there was this this fountain in between in terms of talent. That's not the case anymore. All right, I'm actually, I'm looking over my shoulder and it looks like Steph Curry is getting ready to talk to reporters here in the Bay Area. So, Shanae, can you take the bump? Because I got to run. Absolutely. I'll hold it down because we've got so much more <laughs> coming on NBA today. Ty Lu speaks to our Malika Andrews about why this year is a prove it season for the Clippers plus y'all James Harden is in Colorado with the Sixers but for how long will he play nice for the city of brotherly love and 
Major moves. Major moves stay with us. NBA Today right now. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to NBA Today. You all know I love numbers, and in case you were counting, it's been 1,555 days since Kawhi Leonard and Paul George teamed up in L.A. Now, since then, the Clippers, they reached the postseason four out of five seasons with one conference finals appearance. Not too bad for a franchise who had only reached the playoffs 27% of the time before 2019. But expectations are much higher than that now. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are expected to be ready for opening night. And do not forget that Russell Westbrook was re-signed after joining the team in the middle of last season. And head coach Tyron Lue, he's entering his fifth year at the helm with the club. Our Malika Andrews caught up with Coach Lue yesterday. Joining us now is Clippers head coach Ty Lue. And as you can see, we should all be jealous of him because of the gorgeous background that he is standing, sitting in front of in Hawaii. I think we all should just move the show there. Uh, but Ty, let's jump right in because you've said that the Clippers, they're going to take the regular season seriously this year. Where has the team fallen short in the past and how is it going to look different this year? Well, I think people took the, took the answer um, in a different way in what I meant. So they had a chance to really clear it up. Um, not that our guys, you know, and myself didn't take the regular season seriously. It's just that when you have championship aspirations and you want to win a championship, you always think about the long haul and the big picture of, you know, getting to the playoffs with our guys healthy, you know, making sure that, you know, we can get through the season with our guys being injured. And yeah. so, sometimes you, you know, you kind of lose vision of the regular season because you're so fixated on winning a championship and getting to the playoffs. And so when I said that, it was just more so that, Let's, let's make sure we do a great job in the regular season of preparing us for the playoffs instead of preparing for the playoffs without getting there first. So that's, that's basically what I meant. Right. You want to take those steps in order to get to that ultimate destination of where you want to go. But those steps matter just as much. You mentioned health. That's such a big thing for your team, for any team. And Kawhi said at media day that he really shouldn't be mocked for load management in Toronto. He was injured. It was something that he needed to do in order to get back right. But how do you think the player resting policy is going to impact your team in particular? Um, I don't think there's an impact on team in particular because our guys play when they're healthy. You know, when they're hurting, um, it's a different situation. And that's for any team. Like, you don't want to put your guys on the floor um, if they have a chance to, to hurt themselves worse or uh, to be in worse shape. So we got to make sure we're doing right by the players. That's first and foremost. And then after that, you know, whatever happens, happens. But you can't you know, take a chance on putting guys on the floor when they're hurt and injured. So if our guys are not playing, most of the time they're hurt. 
How many games would you like to see Kawhi play in? Ooh. If we can get PG and Kawhi to play in 65, 70 games, that changed our team dramatically. And um, so I just know that, you know, when they're feeling good, when they don't have the knickknack, when they don't have the injuries, our guys are going to play. And so if we can keep them healthy to play 65, 70 games, mm. um, then we become an elite team in this league. I have to ask, you've coached against James Harden. What do you think of him as a player? I don't know. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I know that the starting power forward position, it has been a point of discussion, but would you like to give us a sneak preview? Who could we see in the starting lineup in the preseason? You know, to be honest, Malika, I really don't know. We're going to try a few different guys out. Um, you know, maybe move Kawhi to the four. Okay. We play teammates at the four. We got Nicholas Batum, we can play at the four. You know, Robert Covington. We got a great team. We got a lot of different. Um, different guys that we can start and play, and they're very versatile. So uh, right now, I really don't know. Kawhi, Paul George, they haven't gotten their extensions yet, meaning they could potentially walk away after this season. Does it feel like this is a prove-it year for this group, that this is the team that can do it? Yeah, I think it's a team that can do it for sure. You know, and health has been um, somewhat of a thorn on our side the last few years, and so hopefully we can get past that. But you know, we love PG and Kawhi. You know, they've been a staple of this team for the last four years, and um, what they brought to this organization, um, what they brought to this city, you know, it's been great. So we love having them here. And so, like I said, hopefully they're here for the long haul. Do you have one story, Ty, that best personifies the energy? Have you tried the, the toilets that's, that Steve Ballmer has been talking about? Like, what is the, the best Steve Ballmer story that you have? I'll have a lot of stories, but for me, the, me the most is, um, it's not funny, but it's, a, it's more of a story of how, you know, he came to Mexico, Missouri. And just being a person that Mr. Ballmer is, he came to Mexico, Missouri and stayed in the Best Western Hotel with me. Just coming there, seeing the landscape, getting to meet my family, get to meet my friends, and just helping me um, put together this $10 million project right now that we're trying to do. You know, that's just who Mr. Bomber is. You would never think, you know, a guy of his stature would come to Mexico, Missouri, stay in the Best Western, um, walk around my little small town, and just try to help me with my imagination of what I want to do and help me along with that. So he's been great. He's been phenomenal. Sometimes the best ideas, they come out of Best Westerns. Ty Lu, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Malika. Now back with Brian and Big Perk. And guys, there was a lot said in that interview, but the one thing that stuck out to me was his emphasis on the regular season. Now, when that new rest policy was announced, we all knew which team they were looking at. But you heard Coach loud and clear. Brian, how important is it for the Clippers to prioritize the regular season? So here's the thing. I don't actually think the rest policy is going to apply to Kawhi Leonard. I know it's what everybody talks about. I know Kawhi talked about it earlier this day on, on Media Day. He has a legacy of knee injuries, and he's coming off off-season knee surgery. And the league has said, under those qualifications, they would have a relaxed policy. So I think Kawhi Leonard is going to be able to do whatever he wants to do in terms of rest. And that's why I think Ty Lue and the, and, the Celt and the Clippers want to set the tone that they are really prioritizing getting positive momentum. I'm going to say something else. Had Kawhi not gotten hurt in that series against the Suns last year, I think they might have upset the Suns in the first round. And they may have given the Nuggets a real problem in the second round because I felt they were playing their best basketball and Kawhi was playing his best basketball in several years. And so I think despite what happens with this team, I still think there's a real 
a contender with teeth in there. And then the third thing I'm going to say, this is not what the Clippers are going to look like at the end. They are almost certainly going to make some sort of midseason trade. They tried to trade for Brogdon in the offseason. They tried to trade for Harden in the offseason. They tried to trade for Damian Lillard in the offseason. They tried to trade for Drew Holiday in the offseason. They have trade assets. They will have the ability to trade for somebody, probably a guard at some point. So if they get health and they get a positive trade, this team could be higher up than it's getting credit for right now in the in the in the power, balance of power in the Western Conference? Number one, Wendy, thank you, because I actually picked the Suns last year uh, to win that series. I mean, picked the Clippers to beat the Suns in that series, but Kawhi did go down. That's number one. I wanted to give myself a pat on the back. But number two is this. They're on the clock. Every single year we come in, we talk about, oh, this is the Clippers' opportunity. This is their window. Well, that window is closing. And here's the thing. They're in jeopardy right now of actually losing Ty Lue. Last time I checked, he didn't sign a contract extension. And if I'm him, I wouldn't sign one right now either until I figure out how this season goes and which direction this team is going in the long haul. Secondly, pa Kawhi and Paul George, they have to deliver. When you look at the duos between them and Jason Tatum, it's night and day what Jason Tatum, uh, excuse me, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown has accomplished uh, on the long side of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So this is their year. They have the depth. They have the talent. I they agree. don't need to make a trade, in my opinion. So, in my opinion, it's they're on the clock right now to get something done. And I'm not talking about the conference finals. I agree. I believe that the Clippers are on the clock, but also more people are too because coming up on NBA Today, James Harden, he is in training camp with the Sixers in Colorado. But how could keeping him on the team really play out for Philly? I cannot wait to see how that transpires. And could the Warriors, y'all, be getting company in San Fran? The news on an expansion team heading to the Chase Center. This makes my soul very, very happy. Plus, the arms race in the East heats up after last week's blockbuster trades. Why Celtics fans may want to hear what Perk has to say about these major moves. Yes, I teased it before. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're watching NBA Today. This year, I'm just all about business. Spinning inside. I want to be considered one of the greatest of all time. I'm the most unstoppable player in the league. Welcome back to NBA Today, welcoming in our senior writer, Ramona Shelburne, who actually broke the news this morning about Joel Embiid committing to play for Team USA at the Paris 2024 Olympics. Now, Ramona, ultimately, how did Embiid come to this monumental decision? I mean, this was a really hard decision for Joel because he's born in Cameroon. He has ties there, and I think if Cameroon were qualified for the Olympics, he'd be playing for Cameroon. But they're not qualified, and it's no sure thing for them to be one of the last four teams in. And so so then it comes down to the USA and France. And he's a French citizen. He's a U.S. citizen. But you see guys like LeBron James, Stephen Curry, former MVPs in this league. And the reigning MVP says, we all got to get together to get the USA back on top. Like, this is really when the U.S. finishes fourth in the FIBA World Cup. That hurt a lot of NBA players. You saw the you saw social media reaction. You saw people watching this. And I think he feels a sense of responsibility, not just to the country that took him in as a citizen and that his son was born here in the United States, son Arthur, to win for your for the, his country and for this kitchen, the country that he's become a citizen. And I think that's a personal decision, but I also think there's this sense now as the MVP of the league. When you see the other MVPs lining up to, to play, it's like an Avengers team that's going to go to Paris. <laughs> you want to be a part of that. Yeah, that's exactly what Malika called it. And, you know, <laughs> when you hear Joel Embiid, especially coming to the offseason now training camp all he talks about really is winning and so this gives him a really great chance to win in the Olympics yeah but you can't talk about Joel Embiid without talking about James Harden James Harden finished his second practice with the Sixers at their training camp out in Fort Collins Colorado and Harden's teammates they were very excited to welcome him back into the fold at yesterday's practice and he was out there again today with his Philly teammates you can check it out right here so far everything looks Feels, sounds pretty good, but I'm very grateful because Tim Brontemps, he joins us now live from Sixers training camp. So Tim, another practice in the books for James Harden. What more can you tell us about what went down today? Well, two days, two successful days so far for James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers here at Fort Collins, Janae. James Harden was actually on the court with his teammates when we got into practice today, a difference from yesterday when he was gone by the time the media got in. Got a couple shots up, then left the gym for a little bit, then came back, hung out with P.J. Tucker for a bit, and then left. But again, another successful, quiet day as far as drama goes. And when I asked Joel Embiid, what is the expectation going forward for James Harden? Do you think he's going to be here tomorrow and next week and beyond? Or do you really know what the plan is now? He said, look, right now, James Harden is here. He's practicing. We're happy he's here. 
but we're trying to get our offensive and defensive systems under Nick Nurse in place. And then he went on to talk a lot about the development of Tyrese Maxey, specifically as a playmaker, saying Maxey's making the kind of passes in practice this week as this he thinks can lead to Maxey being an all-star this season. That's something Joel said he talked to Maxey about at the start of the offseason, saying if he improved significantly as a playmaker, he would be able to be an all-star this year. And Embiid said it would be his goal to make Maxey an all-star this year. And certainly, if the Sixers have this uncertainty about James Harden's situation going forward, they're going to need even more from Tyrese Maxey, who's really emerged into one of the breakout guards in the league over the past couple of seasons. But look, today, after the last couple days, the Sixers feel pretty good about where things stand. But as I said yesterday on the show, I said yes, this is a day-to-day -day situation. And right now, they're just happy that they've got two drama-free days under their books with James Harden here in Colorado. Hey, we will always accept drama-free days over here. Thank you so much, Tim. All right, everyone, uh, that's what's happening right now. But, Brian, what do you think happens next for this saga? It's very hard for me to understand what James Harden's plan is here. <laughs> I don't fully understand why he opted into his contract in June. I think it really tightened out his... his I don't understand why he was two days late to camp. If you're gonna hold out, hold out. Why do you come two days late? He has not spoken to the media yet, so he has not had a chance to articulate it. Um, I also don't understand how he's going to apply pressure. We saw what he said in China when he very much attacked Daryl Morey, but then he and said he wouldn't play for a team with him, but then he is playing for a team with him. So I can understand why the Sixers are a little bit um, non-committal as to the way they think Harden's going to go because I'm not seeing evidence that he's got a charted course here. And so you are going to go day to day. And I think it's going to be very interesting what he says on the record if and when he finally speaks to the media in the coming days. Yeah, we'll be looking forward to hearing what he has to say. But Perk, what happens if James Harden is not traded? Well, well, I mean, he has to go, show up and do his job. That's what he has to do. And he don't have a plan, Wendy, to answer your question. We don't know his plans, and he don't know his plans. And the fact of the matter is, is that it comes down to this. Right now, James Harden put himself in a lose-lose situation, right? Because if I'm a team across the league, would I take a gamble on James Harden next season? Like, would I extend James Harden or bring him onto my young roster? Say if it's not a championship contender, would I bring him into a locker room with a bunch of young guys that I'm trying to develop? Even if you, even if I am, uh, you know, a minimum deal or whatever the case may be. So here's the thing with James Harden. This is an audition for him. If he wants to get the money, money that he's looking for and get close to the money or even have a job in the NBA next year, he has to make sure that he's on his best behavior and acting like a true, true professional every single day that he's in the Philadelphia 76ers uniform. You know, I thought it was good that he didn't talk today because today should have been Joel Embiid's day. He commits to Team USA. People want to hear from Joel Embiid. Mm. This is his day to have the spotlight on him. And James Harden, the second he open mouth, becomes the story. Even just the, even just the video of him practicing with his team is the story that he's out there. He looks good. Everyone I talked to yesterday said, you know, the one thing you can say about James is that he loves to play basketball. He is not the kind of guy who wants to sit out and not play. He loves to hoop. He looks like he's been in the gym working out. He's in pretty good shape. And and I think it's probably good that he take he took a day. And there's two, two days in a row where he's been a model citizen here and showing up and playing basketball and not causing distractions. But what happens tomorrow?
Yeah. And, and nobody knows what happens tomorrow with this situation because, as Brian pointed out, it doesn't seem like there is a concerted plan here. It doesn't seem like there is an objective here. And I, it doesn't feel like there are any trades forthcoming for James Harden. The only way for him to rebuild his value in the NBA is to play. I know we are right now going through James Harden practice watch, but the good news is that we do have NBA games back because coming up after the break, Luka, he absolutely dazzled in his first game of the NBA preseason. But did his heroics lead to the Mavs' victory over the Wolves in Abu Dhabi? We'll break that down with all of the Luka magic possible right after the break. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Don't sweat the technique. This is the Super Team era now. Never sweat the technique. This finals matchup was destiny. The WNBA, it is expanding. Players and fans, they have been calling for this for a while now. It's the reason that I am in San Francisco today. I am currently standing in the Chase Center where just a little while ago I was sitting next to Kathy Engelbert as she announced that a 13th franchise has been awarded to the Golden State Warriors ownership group and it is coming to the Bay officially. So here's what we know. We know that this is coming in 2025, that the expectation is that is when we are seeing this expansion team. We also know this is the first franchise to join the league since 2008 and the team is going to have a Golden State name and play at Chase Center while practicing in Oakland. It was very important that there was a tie to both sides of the bridge here. But Janae, you're a current player. How do you see this expansion? First, I'm thrilled. And I'll say better late than never because we've been pushing for expansion. There's so many great players in this league that deserve roster spots from rookies to vets. And so I'm thrilled. I'm so happy for this. But then it's also extremely sentimental for me because I went to school in the Bay Area. I went to school at Stanford University. The culture of basketball in Yay Area, which my sister just tweeted, who was the president of the Players Association, which shows you that we're all happy for this. This culture is really special, and we all know what the the Warriors built from the ground up. And so to have that type of synergy, teamwork, partnership, expansion, I am absolutely here for this. I mean, you might be seeing my Hall of Fame coach Tara Vanderveer out there, my former teammates out there, WNBA college teammates. Like, this is the moment we've been waiting for. We want more, though. 
We want more, but I'll leave right. it at this. I know you're out there, Malika. What is your takeaway so far? <laughs> Well, first of all, Stanford was rolling deep today. They were asking yeah. where you were at, Chanae. They were asking where Roz was. They wanted <laughs> you to be here to sort of be a part of the celebration. But what stood out to me, Chanae, is I'm terrible at math. It was my worst <laughs> subject in school, but I do know this. I know that 13 is an odd number. So, Ramona, is there any plans for further expansion here? Yeah, they're planning on another team for that 2025 season. It looks like it's going to be Portland. It hasn't yep. necessarily been approved yet by the Board of Governors, but that's that expectation that it's going to be Portland, which had a team it folded. Now they're getting its team back, so that'll be interesting to see how this one goes. I know there's been some other great markets that have tried to get a team that has success in Toronto, but Portland looks like the choice for the 14th team. And I, and I think, Malika, the, to me, the big takeaway is that you have a franchise like the Warriors, who are valued at $7 billion. They literally have the Chase Center, an ATM, Bingo. a bank, as their, <laughs> as their stadium. And when, Joe, when I spoke to Joe Lake for this story today, he said, we are going to be the top revenue team in the WNBA. Like, we know how to do this at the Chase Center. And you, people yeah. forget, Joe Lake got into professional sports when he was a part owner of the ABL back in the 90s and the San Jose Lasers. That league didn't last. Mm -hmm. It was only three years. Had competition from the WNBA. But that's what he's always been a women's basketball fan, had season tickets at Stanford for years. Yeah, I can also say that he said, you know what, we've done it before. Yep. We're going to win a championship in the first five <laughs> years right of there, owning this franchise. <laughs> Kathy Engelbert, the WNBA, yes, he did. He said, I am standing on this, I'm standing on it publicly, and you should quote me on it. Uh, Kathy Engelbert also said that the hope is, right, that 2025 is the season that we would see another team expansion so those even numbers uh, stay the same and so competition stays level. That's not the only news, though, that's coming out of the WNBA today. Brian, what more can you tell us about the Phoenix Mercury? Yeah, Matt Ishbia, owner of the Phoenix Suns of Mercury, made a major announcement today that he's putting in $100 million to build a new practice facility for the Phoenix Mercury and a headquarters for the Sons of Mercury in downtown Phoenix. Uh, I was looking at some of the renderings that he uh, showed me. Um, this is going to have all the bells and whistles. It's going to be one of the finest facilities in the country, NBA or WNBA. He mm. wants the Mercury to have the best of everything. And also, he knows the, 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 the reputation that, that, that took a hit under Robert Sarver. And while he never said Robert Sarver's name, he definitely definitely wants to reset the culture of the Suns and Mercury. He wants people to know that's a place that you want to play and work. And the headquarters is going to be right out of Silicon Valley. Pickleball courts, indoor courts, outdoor basketball courts, putting greens, big wide open spaces. Um, they're going to be, going to be wow. great food there for the employees and the Mercury. Hey, if I were the Suns, I'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, we're going to have a lesser facility than the Mercury across town. Can we come play there? Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be going over. Yeah, they're going to say, hey, can we come Can we come borrow this? Devin Booker's going to be like, where's my garage for the antique cars? He's going to need somewhere to put yeah. that as well. We're going to have more from Matt Ishby, actually. My exclusive conversation with him is coming up on NBA Today next week. It is a huge day for the WNBA Today, Chanae, and then obviously the finals getting started this weekend. I can't wait. Also, we had a debut as well. Carl Anthony Towns makes his preseason debut against Luka and Kyrie's maps. But now, Perk. He made a statement that the T-Wolves made today against Abu Dhabi. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens as we unveil what happened in Abu Dhabi. Thank you very much. <laughs>
us head back to Abu Dhabi because Luca and Kat put on a show earlier today and it was so much fun to watch Mavs versus T-Wolves in Abu Dhabi. Luca Doncic and Kyrie showing off a little bit pre-game. I like that. Let's jump to the first quarter. Luca drives. Oh, trips, but like how did that go in? Take another look. That's some Luca magic, which is wild, but we used to that by now. Now jumping to the second quarter. Kyrie finds who in the corner. Oh, that's Grant Williams. Three, Treyway, new teammates connecting. Gotta like that. Later in the second, Carl Anthony Towns drives for the layup. Towns had a team high 20 points. Now, end of the half, I mean, Luca ISO on Rudy Gobert. Hits the step back three. Luca had a game high 25 points, but the Mavs fall 111 to 99. So Luka Doncic was getting to his bag in the preseason debut, looking like he's in midseason form. I mean, the Don, he had 25 points in just 17 minutes. So let's take a look at how he was able to break it down and get it all done. Those are the points, those are the numbers, and that's the short amount of time. So roll me my tape as we break it all down. We all know Luka loves his step back three. Now watch this. This is a simple screen right here. And then what? He drags, steps back, forces that separation. And it's really not that much right there. And that's the top of the key. That's like a free throw for Luka Doncic. Now, when you get him in a mismatch, this is Rudy Gobert, I believe, three-time defensive player of the year. Doesn't matter. He's going to draw him out, back it up. I said this before, mid-season form. Ooh, there's a little bit of a slide, but it's okay, Rudy. Bigger separation, even on a guy with such a tremendous wingspan. And Luka knocks it down. Sunday, we'll have our first NBA preseason game on ESPN and the app. Action like this, the Celtics host the 76ers at the Garden, 6 Eastern. NBA Countdown tips off our coverage at 5 Eastern. Coming up on NBA Today, Drew Holiday and Dame Lillard, their trade shook up the East. See who we think gave their team the biggest edge when we come back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Bucks weren't the only Eastern Conference team that reloaded over this past week. The Boston Celtics bolstered their roster yesterday, dealing for all-star guard Drew Holiday. Knocked away and stolen by one of the best two-way guards in all the NBA. Switchable, rugged, tough. Marcus Smart goes to the rack and blocked by Drew Holiday. He throws it off Smart. Milwaukee ball. This is the type of move you make if you want to push yourself over the top. 
So the Celtics officially welcomed Drew Holiday to the team on Wednesday. To make this happen, though, Boston sent sixth man of the year Malcolm Brogdon and center Rob Williams to Portland in the deal. Holiday will add some championship experience to a team looking for its first title in 15 years. Here he is with team president Brad Stevens. Um, it was a very easy decision that this would be one of the places that uh, I would have loved to come to. We also lost to you guys in seven games not too long ago. So um, I think being a part of uh, this type of organization in this group is something that I, um, I really wanted to be a part of. We've wanted him here for a long time, and, and when the time comes and we're allowed to talk about those types of things, you know, this is something that we hope can be a long-time relationship, obviously beyond these years of his contract. So Drew Holiday has one year left and then a player option. So, Brian, do you expect Drew to be in Boston long-term? Absolutely. Um, there were a number of teams that were interested in Drew Holiday with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, some of those teams were kind of communicated to that it wasn't a place that Drew saw himself signing long term. And the final list of teams were teams where Drew Holiday intended to want to stay. Nothing in the NBA is guaranteed. Nothing's a deal until it's a deal. But when the Celtics made this trade, when they gave up the assets that they gave up, future draft capital, um, in addition to Robert Williams, a guy who's very valued within the organization, they did it knowing that Drew Holiday was going to be a part of this team for the next few years into the future. And I'll just point out, the next two years are really the Celtics' great window. Two years from now, both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown will be on Supermax contracts. I'm not sure how they're going to keep this whole roster together at that time. But this year and next, green light year, and Drew Holiday is going to be a part of that. If I'm in the East right now, I'm shaking a little bit because they are very formidable. But in the middle of all of this, we did get a reminder of the real-life impacts of trades because Lauren Holiday, Drew's wife, she is a world-class athlete. She played pro soccer, two Olympic golds, a World Cup champ. Check out her reaction, though, to the trade, saying, I'm not sharing this to say we are entitled to anything. I'm sharing this to say we are human beings whose kids develop friendships with other kids in our community. We are people and value family and friendships and invest in the cities we play in. We don't just take from the city we play in, we give to the city we play in and we give our all. So Perk, how did those comments hit you when you heard that? You know what, it, it hit hard because I was actually, I was, I had opportunities to actually be around Drew and Lauren when I played with the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. And let me, tell, let me say this, Drew Holiday was one of the best teammates I ever had. We're talking about a guy that come in, punch in the clock, never complains, gets his work in, in the weight room, uh, in the gym, you know, does everything the right way, a true professional and a genuine good person. And he don't accept and acknowledge complaining from nobody else. So when you think about those comments, it's the tough part of the business. Like, I done been traded twice, and I didn't had to relocate my family twice. Had to take my kids out of school and move them to a whole nother state and a whole nother city. And it's just part of it. It's the tough part of the business, but it was well said and well put by Lauren Holiday. I absolutely agree. Um, but we have noticed that the dust has settled after the trades involving Dame and Drew. And this is where they now all stand. Dame is in Milwaukee. And Drew is in Boston, both with title aspirations. Now, contractually, Dame took some more time on his deal and had some interesting thoughts on how his pairing with Giannis Antetokounmpo could look. Which one are you going to do? You going to clog up the paint, or are you going to allow me to make nine threes? You know, so 
Um, I'm not looking at it as much like he's going to have a ball or I'm going to have a ball. It's how can we um, come together and, you know, be able to make it work for both of us because if we want to win big, then it has to work for both of us to be able to, to do what we do. So the trade is final, but now we have to play pick'em, Perk. Let's play pick'em. Who came out of the offseason looking best between the Bucks and the Celtics? Start with it, Perk. You know what? My Celtic card has already been revoked, but damn it, the fan base can't revoke me. But I got to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. I got to go with the Milwaukee Bucks getting Damian Lillard. We're talking about a bona fide superstar, a guy that averaged 32 last season, and we're putting him alongside Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Milwaukee Bucks came out on top. You know what? I have to agree because a lot of times people talk about Drew Holiday and how he's great as a two-way player, right? And their defense, I think they can hold it down. Now, offensively, the Bucks, and I'm going to go with Dame as well, the Bucks, they were 15th in offense. Now you got the guy who's shot the six most threes in NBA history. So that's going to boost that 15th offense all the way up. Now, who has the most complete team perk? <laughs> I know everybody want to talk about the starting five in the Boston Celtics with JT, JB, White, Drew Holiday, and Przingis. But the most complete team is depth, including the bench, and I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks. So we're talking about Dame Dollar, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, uh, Pat Cunnington, uh, and then you throw in the little Bobby Portis, Malik Beasley, Jay Crowder, however you want to mix it up, and money-making Middleton. This team is deep. They don't even have to make a trade. They have the most complete team, not just between them and the Celtics, but over the, the entire NBA. All right, I'm going to have to go, though, with the Celtics because we haven't talked about Chris Tapps for Zingas. And if he plays to his potential, I think they're deep as well. Last, who's the most title-ready? This is Mr. Boston. I feel like I know where this is going to go. No, you, you're wrong. It's going oh. with Milwaukee. <laughs> oh. The Bucks. They should be the favorite. They got the best squad. Okay, and I'm going to have to, oh, title, title Celtics. Okay, this is interesting. I think we are going, I think we are going, though. Kendrick Perkins, this has been fun. Um, I think this is just, I think this is straight how much of an arms race it is. And it is, big picture here, y'all. Today's a great day. Why? Because NBA action is back. Action is more importantly, we've got an expansion team in the yay area. Congratulations, WNBA. We will see you tomorrow with Malika back in studio.